This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go on a podcast on a two. Tuesday morning into afternoon. Al Dukes, what's up, man? You had to say that slowly because you weren't sure if it was Tuesday or not. I wasn't. I I, I, uh, I, I, I sent that. I sensed that as you were going into it. You're the like, days mm-hmm. blend, man. <laughs> it's am- and you know what's weird too, in that I had a little. I had something to do Sunday that didn't take as much time as I thought, but whatever. But having an early game on Saturday with Rutgers at noon. And then watching football all day, and then in one way, shape, or form, watching football all day on Sunday, and not having like youth games or anywhere to go, it I don't know. And then yesterday, I really had nothing to do after work. It's like the days are just one after the other. They're just blending in. Yeah, what was cool about having the football games on Saturday was it felt like Sunday, and then yes. you were like, hmm, I still have a whole nother day. How about that? I agree. That was fun. That was also neat. includes football. Yes, and a lot of it. Jerry, what are your thoughts uh, during this pandemic times we live where people don't gather together and that sort of thing? What are your thoughts on virtual live pay-per-view concerts? Not interested. Not interested at all. So I know the rock group KISS did this for New Year's Eve. They did a New Year's Eve pay-per-view. Yeah. And I saw some people on my Facebook page th- that were into it and, and were fascinated by it. Gina purchased a, a couple weeks ago uh, Andrea Bocelli, the uh, opera singer from yep. uh, the Italian opera My singer. parents love him. Yeah, so he did a live concert. It was, uh, on, it was online, but you had to buy a ticket. Sure, yeah. And he did... So each date he did, he did a separate country. So he did the United States all in one day, just one right. concert, all access for the United States. And and, and I think he charged $25 for wow. an access thing. Yeah. And it was only an hour long, but it was like really well done. I'm not a, a, a Bocelli kind of guy, but I went into it looking more of the like, let me see what this guy's going to do for $25. Yeah, sure. So there isn't anybody that, it, like for me, if you were to tell me Bruce Springsteen was doing a $25 pay-per-view or $25 online stream of a concert, and he was only doing one of them for the United States, I th- I would I think I'd be into that. I'm not, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because one of the things you know I like doing is going to YouTube and watching concerts. Yeah. I, I can watch, I can see it. I'm not so you're not interested in the live aspect of it? Like, this is going no. on right now? Absolutely not. It's still on my screen. Like, I, I just true. pulled up Andrea Bocelli. Yeah. They have a 25-minute um, concert in a cathedral from yeah. April of this year. It's free. Right. I can just watch it. Yeah. I And I get the appeal for some, and that's fine. I, I've always, To each his own, man. You like it, go for it. I think that's awesome. I think but this one me, Gina ordered, yeah, was for like December for the holidays. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'm You're good, good with watching the recorded stuff. Yeah, because at the end of the day, unless I'm going to sit there and stare at the screen, I'm probably having a drink. I might be having a conversation with friends, especially in a case where it's like a holiday and you're having a couple of people over. Um, if I'm just by myself, I'll just, I don't know, I'll just put, I'll put one up on YouTube. Do you miss live sporting events where I you do. can attend or I live do. music concerts? Uh, I miss both. Uh, probably uh, the sports because I go to more of that. Um, I do miss, you know, the one thing that I've always enjoyed is, and especially as Matthew's getting older now, I do miss going over the schedule with him and picking out three or four or five games 
and finding a way to go to them and planning a, whether it's a weekend or a day or whatever, some sort of a sports trip around the game. Like, I, I missed that last year. So I do. And now we went, to, I told you, we went to Billy Joel in February last year at the Garden. That was the last in-person concert I saw. And it was supposed to be, as you and I discussed, the year of the concert. And that turned right. out to be nothing last year. 2020 was going to be the summer of concerts for us. We were going to go to a lot of stuff. I was planning on seven or eight, nine shows. I really was. Yeah. And it turned out to be nothing because there was nothing. Um, so I miss it all. I, but if you ask me for one, I miss going to the games more because I went to more of them. I feel like those will open up first because a lot of games don't sell out, especially, you know, baseball. Well, I guess baseball in particular. Like, I feel like they can space people out better. I agree. And it's, I totally agree. It's outside. I, no doubt. I, no doubt. Right, I, I, expe- I expect my May or June fans in the stands. And like you say, if you're talking City Field, Yankee Stadium, capacity between 45 and 52,000, you put 12,000 people in. I saw there was a lot of people upset after the national championship yesterday. Uh, fans took to the streets of uh, Alabama. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And it was packed. Yeah, well, what'd you think? I mean, anybody that didn't think that was going to be the case is a moron. Packed and maskless, Jerry. Uh, In a lot of cases, yeah. Uh, But are you, let me ask you this. Are you surprised by that? No. I mean, either. And and not for nothing, and this is selfish. It's Alabama. I don't care. Yeah. I I live in New Jersey. I mean, Mm -hmm. if they've got problems, they're creating their own problems. What happens there, I mean, it's what it is. I'm trying to take care of myself. And my family and my friends. What's going on in Birmingham or Tuscaloosa or any other town in Alabama, whatever. You take care of your chickens. I'm trying, man. You're not worried about other people's chickens. You take care of your chickens. Uh, Well, let's put it this way. I don't think you can help take care of other people's chickens, as you say, unless you take care of yours first. Right. Take care of your own chickens first before you start worrying about other people's chickens. And and this is another thing, too. Have some goddamn accountability. I mean, you know, you can be upset if all you want. It's on them. They're the morons that are going to get sick, not you. I sometimes get slightly offended when I'm walking out on the streets of Bradley Beach, like if I'm walking the dog and it's out in the open and I don't have a mask on as I'm out in the open. Right. And someone's coming down the street and they, as they're approaching me, they put a mask on. Sure. I kind of feel like, do they think Why does I'm that offend give you? them coronavirus? I would think that that is a dirty. smart thing to, has nothing to do with it. How do you, they, they don't know what you're, they don't know you. They don't right. know what you're carrying, what you could be breathing. The virus. I think it's just smart. It's okay. But we're outdoors. I don't feel like. I, I don't either, like, but let me ask you this. Yeah. If they're comfortable wearing the mask, is that hurting anybody? No, but I feel like. It can only help. I feel like you got to put the mask on when you go outside. You can't start approaching a person and then put a mask on. It makes me feel like I have VD or something. Oh, well, that's on you. That means you must think you might have VD. Um, I do that here at the radio station. As you're approaching someone, you throw a mask oh, on? Oh, God, yeah. So, like, I wear the mask walking around for sure. Yeah. But, as you know, not that you've been here, but in the hours, especially like today, for instance, I don't know who the hell's cutting. T- and that's another thing. The cutting tape around here is a goddamn disgrace, but whatever. Um Whoever was cutting tape today for the CBS Sports Radio Network was doing it from home because there was nobody here. Mm-hmm. I was the only person in a newsroom that, what would you say, the newsroom, about so if you, both spaces, about 70 feet long, something like that? Okay. In a 70 by 25 foot space, I was the only human being in there. So I, I didn't have my mask on when I'm sitting at my desk. There's no one there. When Monzo came in, I started to walk into the studio. I saw him come in, grab my mask put it right on right in his face right like i don't trust you i'm gonna put my mask on although the mask really is you're you're in reality supposedly when you put the mask on you're protecting others from you right so actually think of it this way the people that are approaching you care mm-hmm. about you right they're like i may have coronavirus let me <laughs> put this mask on to protect this gentleman the more we discuss this the more i'm starting to realize they're approaching you wondering why you don't care about them. <laughs> right, right. They're having a conversation right now on their podcast, which everyone has. They're going, approach this guy. I mean, I put the mask on as a signal, like time to put your mask on, bro. And he and he will not put a mask on. That is so funny. That is Yes, that is true. Hmm. That, how, oh, by the way, you mentioned podcasts. I actually looked this up the other day because I looked, I heard there was a commercial 
some I forget what sports person is doing one, but the commercial was something. It might have been on ESPN. Was something along the lines of because everyone now has a podcast, so and so is going to do one, and it was right. funny actually. How many podcasts do you think are out there right now? Active. I don't even mean ones that started uh, and finished. Three three hundred thousand. There are currently, according to I don't know who does podcast statistics, podcast analytics. There are there are eight hundred and fifty thousand active right. podcasts, and how many can you think you can download right now? Episodes. Oh my gosh. Thirty million. Thirty million. <laughs> you think my phone has the capacity to uh, download all all the pod? Every I've listened to every podcast in the world. That'd be no. cool if you could become an expert on every podcast. Yeah, well, there's eight hundred and fifty thousand. You're not going to live long enough to get through all of them. I've listened to thirty million podcasts last week, and they all suck. And I can't. I cannot recommend a single one of them <laughs> to you. I'm back listening to Dave Ramsey again, the Money Guy. Good. I got annoyed by him because he he he's clearly trying to create an exit strategy where he retires. Yeah, maybe he's creating the Dave Ramsey network. Yeah, so he's got all these different people, Ramsey personalities, and yeah. he co-hosts with a different one every day. Oh, he still see. I figure yeah. when the when the year turned, he I would thought. change that. No vacations. No, no. and I, there's a couple that I like, and there's a couple that I can't stand. So now I'll just listen to the podcast of the ones that I. Who do you like? like? Give me one you like. I like the the women. Uh, Rachel Cruz, his daughter. I like her. Rachel Cruz is his daughter. Yeah. Then there's a. Uh, uh, sh- mm. He's only sixty, by the way. Yeah. I would have thought maybe a little older, and that's why he's trying to. Wow, his daughter is very attractive. Very attractive, Jerry. And she's a financial guru too. Huh? She is a financial guru. She grew up as a financial guru in the house. Okay. Well, I clearly. think that's going to be my next life—a financial guru. That's your next life? When are we starting this? You're 51. Uh, When I retire from radio. Okay. I mean, so as long – I would say, you know, as long as you have, and I think you probably do, a great portfolio, Mm -hmm. there's no reason why you couldn't do that, like, now. Well, I love the idea, like, Dave Ramsey just tells people – like, I I just want to tell people how to spend their money. So do it. Like Dave Ramsey does. That should be your next project. The Al Dukes Money Project. I'll just rip off whatever Dave Ramsey's doing. I'll call it my own. Well, don't stuff. do that. No, 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 no. Time out. Let's not rip off my anybody. Let's do it the way you want to do it. Okay. Come up with a creative name mm-hmm. and have, you know, your own ideas. Al's boring financial advice. Now, see, I don't <laughs> like think that works in that boring. case. See, I don't think it works for my. I don't think people view money as boring. Hmm. So in this way, I would actually get rid of the boring tag. I don't think it makes sense. Okay. But I think you could become, you'd be on the uh, on the circuit. You, you Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. What's that woman's name? Oh God, I'm coming blanking on her name. Yeah, um, I know you. Susie uh, Orman. Susie Orman. Yeah. Who also has some fakakta <laughs> advice that doesn't work. It might work in Iowa. It doesn't Is work that right? here. Yeah. She's also a fakakta advice person. I'm not saying. I'm saying. Their principles area. are correct in certain parts of the country. Right. Tough they, to do. It, yeah, it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's almost like you need to do a financial – here's an, here's an idea for you. I got okay. it. I got it. Here's how you're going to separate yourself. Al's hmm, big city financial ticket. Right. Or financial planning in a big city, something like that. Like how do you deal with money – in a town or a city that's got high taxes, high real estate costs, high rent fees, you know, and high insurance fees. Right. And now, because I don't think that's out there. Maybe it is, but I've never seen it. I only see the ones you're talking about where everything is, you know, hey, listen, you're only going to spend $800 a month on your mortgage. Great. I can buy what exactly? Right. I could be like financial advice for the coasts. You like, could do that, that's yeah. That's where the trouble is. East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. East Coast and West Coast. Yeah. It could be like the rappers, East Coast versus West Coast. Yes, you could. I I like that idea. Atlantic Pacific Financial. Ooh. Atlantic Pacific Financial Advice. I like that, Jerry. By Al Dukes. You're welcome. I won't patent that. You can have it. Or Thank trademark you very it. much. Yeah, you're welcome. My man. Yep. I wish it wasn't so expensive to trademark things. I had to be trademarking stuff left and right. Well, you also got to make sure you can get through. Remember I tried to trademark one and I got held up? <laughs> yes. 
because you had a basketball related stupid, trademark which is still a great phrase that every yeah. coach uses every day and it drives me nuts that I couldn't trademark it but some sports store in California blocked me is that right yes that is exactly right I could I might even be able to put I wonder if I still have the from the view from the office let's see if I still have it because I remember I got the I had to show up. They wanted me to show up with an attorney. I mean, it was ridiculous. You had a cease and desist for your thing you wanted Well, it wasn't a cease and desist. I was declined. I was denied. Oh, so not cease and desist, just Yeah, it's just uh, the government. Here, it's right here, actually. We received your... So this was on July 18th, 2012. It was score the ball. We have received your application and assigned a serial number, blah, 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 is in review. Oh, okay, so here, in approximately three months, uh, oh, this isn't when it was declined, this is just the initial, this was just the, the initial one. So you wanted to do score the ball. I wanted to trademark score the ball. t-shirts because, and things. Because having been around college basketball from two th- every day from 2006 on, um, it's just every coach and every player uses that phrase. So I what was that, July 18th? On January 24th, 2013, a notice of opposition to the registration has been filed with respect to the application listed above. Wild, right? They shut you. They shut your ass right down, Jerry. Well, they, so I was the advice I was given when I challenged it was I could. Boy, it's all still here. It's amazing. So, American Soccer Company in Wilmington, California, because they, they so their website was Score Sports, and they. They uh, opposed it because they thought it was too close to what they wanted. They had uh, score sports and score basketball, and I wanted score the ball as a phrase, trademark. It's so funny that all this stuff is st- from nine years ago. All this stuff is still in my email inbox. Right, still in your email. You could still yeah. search and find it. Yeah, America. This is so funny. So United States Patent and Trademark Office. I have this official letter. American Soccer Company versus Gerard Reco Jr. <laughs> It went all the way to the Supreme Court. Ah, that's funny, man. DNA evidence was collected. Yeah, I have pre. This is look at this. It's really something. I have pre. I have plaintiffs' thirty-day trial periods. Defendants' pre. It's unbelievable. Yeah, to me, I'd be like, not worth it. I can't. And I didn't. And I. I don't remember what I paid to file this. I want to say it was three fifty. But yeah, I, that's the thing. It, it like costs money to to try to do a trademark. Yeah, it might even have been more than that. I don't remember. Or Pretty funny. Patent pending. I like that one. Well, on Shark Tank, they go, do you have a patent for this? A patent pending. Patent pending. Yes. A patent pending. Well, if the patent goes through and we could get you into Walmart, then I will gladly give you $30,000 for 80% of your company. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. The initial, so the application fee is either 250 or 350 I believe I paid 350 And that was nine years ago. It's probably gone up. Yeah. I'm sure it has. Pretty funny, but it's amazing how I can just find that so quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, true. Oh. But I, I guarantee you. Do you think Atlantic Pacific Financial? Al's Atlantic Pacific Financial. Yeah, I think Financial, that sounds like a, a real thing. Already. I think you could get that. Oh, you don't think you could? No, I think that. Bet you that sounds like something already. It sounds very good. Hmm. They'd be like, "What is your background? Let's." Oh, I have a, a studied communications and radio. <laughs> Atlantic Pacific Capital is already out there. They uh, work out of Madison Avenue in New York. I knew it. Damn it. Pacific Damn it. Atlantic. Let's go work there. doesn't have the same ring, Pacific no. Atlantic. Got to go with the Atlantic first. Yeah, it doesn't work. I tried. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. That is a, also has patent pending. It and does. copyright pending because we were going to do warm-up show T-shirts. And we do have a- We a, should, by the way. We have a new, we have a new company yeah, we're here, don't we? The, yeah, well, I want to get start getting some stuff out there. Clearly, people want Al's Boring Hats because they sold out. Good. So I so think we, we gotta should get, be selling them. Yeah, we got to get like Good Morning Campers T-shirts. This yes. sort of thing, Jerry. Yes. I don't know what we're waiting for because we can let's wear them live. on the show and people will buy them off the website. Right. So let's I go. know what we're waiting for. We don't get any of the money. That's why no one's really. <laughs> I have no comment. That's why no one's. <laughs> That's why no one's knocking down anyone's door to get the stuff out there. <laughs> All I'll say is, when that was brought up in a specific meeting, I like the response. You guys are unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. All right, Jerry. Warm up show next. We'll see you tomorrow on a Wednesday. See you. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days, it doesn't suck. Blah, 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 blah. 5.03, Tuesday morning, what is up? Myself, Eddie Scazzeri, the Eddie Scazzeri here in New York City, down the beautiful Jersey Shore is a lonely man and his dog. His name is Albert Jack Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. There's a lot of concern down here. People have seen the fox running around, and some people think a fox will just attack you. But I'm told by many people on the Bradley Beach uh, Facebook group, Jerry, that a fox will not attack you. What does the fox say, Al? (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) That the foxes will not attack people. They are mostly interested in rabbits and squirrels, so not to worry. Yeah, and you have a dog. And I have a dog, which is much larger than a fox, and I'm pretty sure my dog thinks that the fox is a dog because it's. It, it looks, looks like, a, like dog. a dog. It walks like a dog. It quacks like a dog, Jerry. But Therefore, it's not a dog. Well, it is not a dog. I see a lot of foxes on golf courses, and it freaks yeah. me out. Yeah, they're a, they're a, a sly animal, Jerry. They yes. look like they're up to no good. They very look very true. sneaky. We you were playing. I mean? We were playing in. Uh, is it Neptune down at Shark River Golf Course, not far from where you live now? As a matter of fact, same exit, I think. And there was a fox on the 18th hole, and it was big fox and a couple of small little baby foxes. And the guys that were playing with got within like five, six feet of it. And I went to the other side of the fairway. I'm like, guys, yeah. what are you doing? You don't want to get attacked by a fox, Jerry. They thought it was the coolest thing, and it it did not even flinch. It didn't move. It just looked like it was sunning itself. Would you rather go to a golf course that had a, a fox running around, a snake in Arizona and scorpions, or alligators in Florida? Uh, alligators in Florida, and I'll tell you why. It's an easy answer. Because, all right, so the snake thing. So I played golf with Boomer in Arizona once, and Boomer said if the ball leaves the fairway, you're fine, but if you see a little hole in the ground, beware of snakes. Okay, that's snakes. that. now I got to, that's too freaky. Too much, no good, although it is beautiful. Uh, but that's a problem because if you don't keep the ball in the grass, and quite frankly, we all suck. It's just to what degree do we suck. Um, that means I'm going to lose a lot of balls because I'm not going to go after them. So that's kind of a problem. Number two, the fox. I don't care for that animal. I don't know what it's doing. I don't want to get attacked by it. It could be right next. No good. The alligator, as long as you stay away from the lakes, you're fine. And if you hit the ball in the water, you're not going and getting it anyway. I've heard, you know, people think they could outrun an alligator, but they're very fast. But they don't come after you. Mm. If you leave an alligator alone... I've told you this story before. I played in South Carolina with my dad and my brother once, and we, we get to the second hole. It was a par three over water. And the green, you had to go over a bridge to get to the green. And right before the bridge was this monster alligator that was just sitting there. And we didn't know what to do. And the ranger comes up behind us, and he goes, fellas, what are, we, what are you doing? And there was no one behind us, so we weren't in a rush, but it looked weird. We hadn't moved. And I'm like, well, what do we do about that? He goes, oh, that's Harry. He's been here for 30 years. Yeah. I said, what? He goes, yeah, he, he's, he's not, not going to bother. You. Right. He goes, that's a crocodile. Not going to. And Al, this thing must have weighed 500. It was huge. He goes, I promise you, he's not going to flinch. So I remember, I'm like, do we really go to try and, like, it would be weird to die because we're trying to put a little white ball in a hole. Right. But we did. We hit the gas. The thing didn't flinch. So I feel comfortable that if you stay away from them, they'll stay away from you. All right, fair enough, Jerry. Uh, another thing, so uh, my thing sounds all weird today. No, Do you I sound s- fine. It's in your headset. You sound fine. Yeah, it, it sounds very strange. All right, I was watching the uh, Tiger Woods documentary last night. Yeah, I wanted to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's on uh, HBO, and uh, I recommend it, Jerry, although it's you know it's a two-parter. This first part that I watched uh, yesterday was mainly the Earl Woods story. Sure. Now, two hours long? How were we talking? This was 90 minutes long, and I believe the next one is at least 90 minutes long. You tell me they did the Tiger Woods story in three hours? I know. It doesn't make any sense. Other things they take forever to do. And this first part was really just young Tiger and and how Earl Woods thought that Tiger Woods was going to be Gandhi. Did they have him on the Mike Douglas show? Did you see that footage? Mike Douglas show. Yep, for sure. Yep. 
uh, when uh, a little tiger uh, was, they wanted to have a putting contest with Bob Hope. Yeah, sure. And then little tiger, you know, was was given the interview and nothing. Well, he was three. Well, actually, oh, actually, or no, two. that one he was at. It, it was a different one. He was two. He was given this interview or nothing. The interviewer actually goes, Tiger, he goes, uh, yeah, my career's in the balance here. And then Tiger goes like this, I want to go poop. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> he said, I have to go poop. <laughs> right funny. in the middle of an interview. <laughs> uh, so so that part led up. They have uh, a little kind of strange. His, his first girlfriend in high school, she's on the documentary. Right, which is a little strange, just about how uh, you know how she was going to show Tiger the real world, where his dad was trying to make robot Tiger. Right, but it's interesting. Uh, uh, I'm I'm drawn in. I'm fully drawn into it. Well, but he's I think a fascinating you fascinating character. Yeah, very fascinating character. So I think you will enjoy it. So check that out. It's uh, Tiger Woods. Uh, the first, I think, the second episode uh, Sunday comes night. Out. Yeah, next Sunday night. Okay. So can you I get week. that on like on demand on HBO you can. Plus or something? You get it on HBO Max on demand. You can get it on HBO Max. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I will be in for that because I'm curious how much golf they showed her. Is this just 100% off the course, Tiger? No. This first episode is a lot of golf. Okay. All taking you through all those. I didn't realize how, and I should have, how dominant he was. Yeah. In winning, he was like winning by like twelve strokes. <laughs> well, on certain tour, he won the U.S. Open, and I think it was two thousand at Pebble Beach. Yeah, the tournament was over on day two. Yeah, like crazy. it was over, and it wasn't even close. Just a waste of time. He was that. He was that dominant. Now, Rory McIlroy had a tournament like that too, and everybody was saying, "Wow, the next Tiger, he's gonna," and he hasn't been. Tiger continued his dominance, and what he has done at the Masters in his career has just been remarkable. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So check that out. Uh, last night, Jerry, was the national championship I know game. where you're going here. I know where you're going here. You and do? I'm pre- I am prepared for it. Yes. You are really? going to ask me. All now, right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm okay, wrong. Okay, let's see. We'll see. What so do you think? So much conversation about Trevor Lawrence <laughs> and Justin Fields. Mm-hmm, Jerry, mm-hmm. I'm just curious, why is Mac Jones not going to be the number one overall pick? Actually, I didn't even think of that one, but no. that's a great question as well. Oh, I'm disappointed because I even looked up like draft projections. Oh, and where and where is he? Uh, I saw anywhere from eighteen to like twenty six. There were two draft projections that saw him going number. I think it's twenty to the Bears. I don't have the draft. And why? Done. And why is that so far down? I don't know. I, I mean, don't this, get the, this. I I don't either. And well, listen, Patrick Mahomes was drafted tenth. This is again, Al. This is why I, it drives me nuts. When everybody says every year there's a can't miss player, and some years people are right, and guess what? Other people are other years people are so wrong because if we knew what Patrick Mahomes was, you would have traded your next 17 first round draft picks to move up to number one to get him. But instead, nine teams bypassed him, and you look at what he's become. I don't know. Yeah, like, like if you win the national championship, shouldn't the quarterback, running back, and wide receivers go like one, two, three? <laughs> well, especially <laughs> with what makes the, sense. Especially what the wide receiver has done yes. and did last night. Well, he is I think he is projected as a top five pick. Devonta Smith. Devontae Smith, yes. Devontae Smith. Yes. Now, don't don't pronounce it like Chick Filla. <laughs> would you now now they talk about like, oh, we've got to get weapons for Daniel Jones. We've got to get weapons for uh Who's the other fella? Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Here you go. There's a there's a guy. You're right. I, Get listen, him here. <laughs> if you told me now, this yeah. is where this is where the whole decision making of Joe Douglas comes in. If you told me that they're not enamored with a quarterback at two, if Trevor Lawrence goes one, and they're not interested in Justin Fields, Mac Jones, was Zach Wilson as the kid from BYU? I think they they're not going to go quarterback. You damn right, you might go with Devontae Smith too. Why wouldn't you? This guy had 215 yards and three touchdowns. Didn't play yesterday. the whole game either. I, I don't know. think I didn't stay no. up to see it, but right? Didn't he? He, he got played hurt, a half. He? he got hurt right. on the first play of the third. Think game. about yeah. that. In one half, 215 yes. yards, three touchdowns, 12 catches. That is a weapon right there. Now you let's go. T- you want to take the stud tackle out of Oregon? I think is where he's no, from. No tackles are boring. They are, but that's also how you build the foundation. I oh. personally, because you have Makai Becton on one side already. I'm with you. Give me that star receiver. Let's go. Then, and then we'll no, know. And that's if you keep a uh, Sam Darnold. Yes. Right. You know, or or if you, I don't know, let's say you think you're going to go out and get uh, one of these 
you know, veteran quarterbacks on a one or two year deal and take a shot at it. Now you still need playmakers. He's a playmaker. But this Mac Jones, he threw for five hundred yards and five touchdowns and he barely missed last night. And he I believe he set an all time record for quarterback efficiency. Like why is he not talked about? I don't have no idea. I don't yeah, why it. is why is the Ohio State quarterback talked about before? I him? don't I I don't watch college football to know. I don't know. But I will say this. You know what team came up on a couple of projections for Mac Jones? Who? Perhaps Cowboys. make them not so uncool. Who? The Bears. Ugh. <laughs> the Bears haven't been cool since Jim McMahon was their I quarterback. I totally. Uh, and sweetness. Yes, but they're, oh, I'm blanking out on the and the kid's name that used to return the kicks. He was re- yes. Hey, help me out. Who Hester? was the, Who? Devin Hester? Yes, yes he, he was cool. When he was returning kicks... That was cool to watch bear-wise. Otherwise, I'm with you. You got to go back to the 85 Bears for coolness. Right, because they even they went to a Super Bowl, right? Uh, re, you know, within the time frame uh, that we've been doing mornings here. Six. No. Was it no, it was, it was past that. It was, wasn't it, was, it Colts-Bears? Yeah, in the rain in Miami. So that was 2006? Or was 2006? It was? I feel like I was at a Bears Super Bowl. It was in Miami. 14 years ago. Yeah, it was in Miami because I was there with Burkhart. Oh, I, so I was I covered, right before. I covered the Bears and he had the Colts. I'm almost certain of it. Listen, January I was saying this. seven then. <laughs> yes. If you would have said to me, Al, were you at that Bears-Colts Super Bowl in Miami in the arena? I would have been like, yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> I thought I was at that game. No. No, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been January of 07. So that's before. That was before still my when time. you were faking a job. Uh, it's no, no. Were okay, you doing, uh, were you maybe doing David Lee Roth at that point? Uh, oh seven. No. Uh, that's where uh, you were faking uh, the job. That was probably Opie and Anthony. Oh, okay. When did oh, you fake oh. the job for six months and you were just well, hoping not to get fired and you came in and did Oh, that thing. was, uh, 2003, uh, me and, uh, Chris Oliveira, who now, uh, runs all of New York. It's <laughs> amazing. We used to, we used to go get the morning man bacon cause he was on one of those meat only diets. Who was the morning man? Rick Stacy, oh, who I think him. is a DJ in uh, in Orlando now. That was where one zero two seven. One zero two seven. Yeah, he used to. He was on one. Remember the Atkins diet was very I popular. Do, sure, yeah. He would eat just like a pound of bacon for breakfast. <laughs> it's amazing. Isn't so it? we would we would go get him his bacon and his newspapers. Die of cholesterol, but you might get thin. <laughs> no, right. You're very thin. Your 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 blood is just. <laughs> It's sludge. old oil, <laughs> sludge oil. Chris Olivero talking to a crowd of college kids that want to get in the business. So what yes. was your secret, sir? Listen. Not getting fired when I had nothing to do for a right. job for six months. And listen, you do whatever you're asked to do. If it's to get bacon for a man on an Atkins <laughs> diet, you do it. Hey, whatever so, works. So let me ask you this, Jerry. So this uh, Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State, yesterday, not not great. I, yeah, I didn't. Again, I, I passed out. I did not see the game. I saw the highlights. He was, you know, 16 of 32, 200 yards, a touchdown, no 194, not even 200 My yards, I don't think. My question would be, yes, details. My question That's would right. be. What, and I know he wasn't answering the question afterwards, and I, lo- I actually oh, loved was that, that right? about him. I love no, 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 in a good way. There oh. was one specific question he was asked on two or three occasions that all he would say was, I was out there. And that was, were you healthy from the hit you took in the semifinal game? Which he almost died on. I mean, it would look brutal out there. And he would not say he was injured. And I, I think that's awesome. Good for him. I don't. I'd be like, yeah, I hurt, I know, you're dude. You're an excuse maker. I'd be like, I only threw for 194 yards. You know why? I'm injured, no, but I'm out there for because I still give us the best chance oh, to win. You would get killed on social media. <laughs> that would be outstanding. You, you would be the ultimate. You'd be the Roethlisberger, but worse. Yeah. Hey, listen, team. if the guys don't catch the ball when I put it near them, I mean, right. really on me? I mean, I'm playing injured, so every pass I throw should be caught. I got I'd be like, when I, sprinting at me. You I'd try be, it. I'd be like this. I don't know. When I played Nerf football in the streets, we always <laughs> said if it hit your hands, you got to catch it. Yeah, I had a problem with the Nerf football yesterday. So I took my 11-year-old, I can't believe I'm saying 11 now, but my 11-year-old baseball team out. So this is my idea. And say it's too cold to practice, and because of COVID, I'm not taking them inside. So I figured, how about this? I'm going to trick them into conditioning. Because if I say let's get together and exercise, none of them are going to want to show up. Right. So we decided I put together a series of outdoor events, dodgeball, flag football. The Jerry Olympics. Something like that. And they were all excited to show up yesterday. So before we did dodgeball yesterday outside, but before we got to the dodgeball, while we were waiting for kids, we did, we were throwing the football around. I got to tell you, 
I was having trouble throwing the Nerf football. And then mm. I grabbed the regular football, no problem. The Nerf football was coming out like a quail. I love a Nerf. Yeah, so do I, but it didn't work out. Maybe the breeze, it didn't work out so well yesterday. No, it would be cool. Dodgeball, but you use a Nerf football we instead. We could do that. We could definitely do that. But yeah, I mean, the only thing I've, about that is it could really hurt you. I throw like John Elway, Jerry. I will, I will throw a rocket, and I'm sure I'd knock down some kids proudly. This year is the year, by the way, that you are going to face one of my 16-year-olds. In baseball? No, Al. In arc ball, softball. Yes. Arc ball, softball, I will crush them. No, in baseball. Oh, baseball. Yes. As long as you All sign right. a waiver that if you get hit in the head, you're not going to sue make me. Sure you get, make sure this kid uh, doesn't uh, hit me in the head. I'm going to wear one of those hel- batting helmets that have the football mask on it. <laughs> you I can will, do that. That's fine. At least the, the, chin, uh, the chin flap. If I do a chin flap yeah. and wear a cup, I'll feel invincible up there. Fair enough. We'll get that done. Quick break. 518, just getting started. A Tuesday morning. Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, able to bench press a combined 150 pounds. Actually, that's not true. Because and I do 100 on my own. So. Right. Well, who came up with that stupid line? Actually, I could not bench press 100 pounds yes, like you with, could. Real, with real weight. Yes, you no, could. Yes, I you could not. Yes, you I know. Could. I, I'm telling you, I could not. You put, Time out a second. Yep. Do you not put up two dumbbells of 50 pounds? Yes, but bench pressing is the single it's bar. Easier. No, not yes, for me. It is. No, I've tried it. I then cannot the, do the it. Free dumbbells where your arms are all wobbly. Yeah, I'll take the free dumbbells. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. The the weight is so much more evenly distributed. Oh, you definitely could do it. You guys start giving yourself some more. I want a, re- a New Year's resolution from you, and I, I think those are stupid usually because they only last like three days for most people. Right. But I think for you, I want a new re- new New Year's resolution for you. What and do I got? That do? is. You need to have more confidence in your athletic ability and your Ooh. physical ability. All right. Now, there's enough thing. Listen, you're cocky as most people are in certain ways. Yeah. But in this way, you sell yourself so short, it actually frustrates me. All right, Jerry. I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to do my uh, bench presses. I got a bench at my house in the garage. You want to come over and it, we can video it and everything. Here's what I'm legitimately comfortable with if, if I use an actual bench press. I put 25 pounds on each side of the bar. Right, that's 95. Okay, that's that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, you I can, can do I, that. I can do more, but I, without a spotter, I'll spot ne- you. I would never in a million years ask some rando at the gym to spot me. If you're talking I'm not about comfortable with one push, I guarantee you you can do, <sighs> I'm going to say you can do 135. 135 yeah. where I just got to get it up one time, we, as they say. Well, that's all it takes, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and bing, bang, boom, you're pregnant. pregnant. If we put 50 on each side and then the 45-pound bar, 135, done. One time, you can do it. I know you can. Mm. Be tough. Be Give tough, me confident, Jerry. Al. Mm. I have to be like one of those guys in the gym that's walking around with carrying a gallon of water and chalk up my hands and then be like psych myself up to get down. Get, to get down on the bench. And go, it's 135 pounds. It's not 235. Let's relax. <laughs> Fair point, Jerry. Uh, Eagles have fired head coach Doug Peterson. Yeah, you know why? He wasn't a good head coach. He stinks? No, I didn't say that. They had one game. They had a great season. They won the Super Bowl. Good for him. And he's lost his team it this year, apart. right? It fell apart. Now, injured, you got to be fair. A lot of injuries. But the, whole, uh, the way the whole Carson Wentz thing went, the way he seemed to regress... I like what uh, one of the stories I said, Jeffrey Lurie said he didn't like what Peterson's vision was to fix the team. Oh, here's my, uh, Mr. Lurie, here's my vision. Players have to play better. (laughs) Keep doing what I'm doing. Stick to the plan. Hey, listen, if he kept doing what he was doing, that means they win a Super Bowl one every five years. Now, I'm seeing mixed reports. Some say, I was listening to Carton and Roberts yesterday afternoon. Really? You're kidding. That has definitely become part of your routine. I love that. And Craig said his... That Sal Palantonio's sources say that 
Mr. Peterson might take a full year or two off. A year they, or two off. Because they still owe him $12 million, two years, 12 mil. You'd think in two years, if let's say he takes off two years, not one. No, he'll be irrelevant. Yeah, I think so too, especially as the coaches are getting younger. Yeah. It's and almost then, like if you're going to coach, coach. So I saw that report, well, heard that report on the afternoon show, and then I also been reading a lot about Doug Peterson to the Jets. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> see. No way. You cannot sell. That I don't to the care team. about the whole Joe Douglas connection. No way. Yeah, not interested. Right. No. Now Giannotti is. He's the one that brought it up to me last week, and I, you know, was like, ugh. I uh, think Boomer's somewhat interested in it. I was looking at. I get the run. I get the rundown of his sports minutes. Let me see here. Because I, I thought, you know, I like to glance at them to see what's going on. Here's a, here's a Boomer Sports Minute that you're going to get at uh, right around 7 o'clock this morning. Boomer explains why Doug Peterson didn't deserve to be fired. Okay. So he must like him. I'm sure he does. I mean, again, he won a Super Bowl with a team that never won one. And I did hear people calling into FAN yesterday saying, well, I would like him. I'd take him for the Jets. The guy well, because, knows how to win. You know why, though? Because people get, and maybe I'm wrong about this, I feel like people get enamored with the notion, well, he won a Super Bowl. He must be great. No. Sometimes you got the best damn team, and things work out, and a guy catches magic and a uh, lightning in a bottle and has some magic in him, like Nick Foles had that one year. Nick Foles is not a great quarterback. He had a great run with the Eagles, and they won a Super Bowl. Hey, good for you. Good for you. It all timed out. But it doesn't make him. I'm sorry. It, it just doesn't make him a great head coach. It doesn't. Now, I did a poll yesterday on the morning show with Boomer and Geo uh, Twitter account. I did two polls, actually, Jerry. Two polls. I, I don't want you to tell me how you think these polls went. Okay. Jets fans, any interest in Doug Peterson as head coach? I'm going to say 60-40 no. It actually 77% no. Okay, 77. Now, so only I only 22% said 22% interested. I said 60 because I, when you were off, I did a poll when we oh. this whole thing with Giannotti came up. Because everyone does polls now. Uh, well, I mean, in the same way you like the attention, uh, I hoarded up too that day. Sure. Uh, but, all, but, but again, it was because of the topic we were discussing. I don't remember what was what, your poll? I'm trying to think. I don't remember what it was exactly. I have to check. It was something along the lines of, does Doug Peterson excite you? It was a Doug Peterson poll. As the next head coach of the Jets. And I think it was 80-20 no. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. not a great endorsement for the poor man. So I don't also, mean to be killing him. I, it's not fair either. Right. You're, 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 you're testing the, the audience. You're, you're, you're dipping your toe in a Quinnipiac type poll. Gary Kubiak, would you call him a great head coach? No. Okay, he won a Super Bowl. Right. Just saying. So then here's the, I did a second poll, Jerry. It said, Jets fans, any interest in Marvin Lewis as head coach? I'll tell you this. I'd rather Marvin Lewis as head coach than I would Doug Peterson. The audience did not feel that way. Yeah, I, I'm with Evan on this one, and I heard him say this the other day too. I think it would be – I think the Jet fan would not embrace the idea at all. Right. I got to tell you, though, you look at Marvin Lewis's body of work, his teams win. They just choke win, in the baby. playoffs. But – I don't know that Marvin Lewis is a bad high. I really don't. I would take him five times over. I would take Doug Peterson. On my Twitter poll, only 17.5% of Jets fans were interested in Marvin Lewis. Yeah. Only 22.5% were interested in Doug Peterson. Yeah. Now, Patrick Mahomes is wondering, what's the deal? What's the deal? What's, what's the deal? Uh, with Eric Bieniemy? he says people are Quote, people are crazy if Eric Bieniemy doesn't get a head coaching job. I agree. What are we waiting for? I don't this know. guy's name's been going around for five years. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. Great question. Don't know. That's the guy I thought was going to San Diego. Yes, you said that right off the bat because of Justin Herbert. He knows the formula. Get and yourself a will. young, awesome quarterback. Did he interview there? I don't like, know. Like, he has interviewed and played. He this has. Is, you know what I find interesting, too, about the whole interview process? If you think the way interviews for head coaches have gone in the past— in most, the way it's been reported, I should say, I feel like the head coach spends hours and hours at the facility. Like they're not wined and dined, but they spend a lot of time. Yesterday by 11 a.m., it was like the Jets completed three interviews. Like, yeah, what what is this, like a 30-minute sit-down on Zoom? And then, all right, we're good, move on, next. Hi, welcome to Zoom. Do you think you'd be a good coach here? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Right. What's your philosophy? Okay, I like that. Win. Let's move on. What's your philosophy? <laughs> Win, baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. Did you see there's a 30 for 30 coming out called Al Davis versus the NFL? I did. 
Oh, I'm in for that. Isn't that this week? Uh, I'm not sure. It's I thought soon. it was this week. Maybe it is this week. Oh, I love Al Davis versus the NFL. Win, baby. Then I see Tom Flores. You know Tom Flores? You like that the, commercial? Yeah, he's like got a Coors Light can yes. with his face on it. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I saw that this weekend, too. That was neat. I love it. The Raiders are back, baby. Well, no, they're not because win. they didn't win. They didn't make the playoffs. They're really win, not back. Baby. But I do want to go to Vegas and see a game. Because uh, I yeah. have been, Michelle, you know our friend Michelle Salvatore from I do, I'm familiar with her. She loves that stadium. Yeah. Out of all this, thing, like the LA one is great. The Cowboy, I mean, AT&T Stadium is amazing. But she says Vegas is just incredible. Between the scenery, where you are, the, the, the feel of the stadium when you're in it, the colors, very Raider-like, you would love it. Jerry, earlier we also talked about Devontae Smith and uh, how uh, we are talking about the local teams needing weapons for their quarterbacks. Right. Uh, how about this one? Allen Robinson, wide receiver, done with the Bears. Yeah, intriguing. Good player. Who would you rather have? Allen Robinson? Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, me too. The guy had 215 yards catch up uh, receiving last night in the yeah. first half. So I would go. And, and there's something about... Mary, uh, there's something about a young stud that you draft yes. with an upside that is through the roof. Allen Robinson is a, a heck of a wide receiver, and I'm not saying he wouldn't be the playmaker, but think about the excitement from a fan base if you got the arguably the best all-around player in the draft. Yes. That's pretty cool. Now, he could flop, too. But I feel like why hmm, I shouldn't say this, but I will. I feel like the star wide receiver has a better chance at success in the NFL than the star quarterback does. Oh, for sure. And I'm not saying I wouldn't take the quarterback. You need the quarterback. But right. if the quarterback you want isn't there and I can get the best potential player in the draft, I think I'm taking him. The best. Especially, hey, Jerry, if, especially if that's a need. Absolutely. You yeah. need weapons. Right. At this Vegas stadium, can you play slots there? I don't know, but I did see the Nationals made a deal with BetMGM yesterday where they're going to have a sports book, I think, right outside the stadium. Really? Or part of the stadium. I think so. Yeah, I got to check that because I think we're starting to see that in different places. I'm gonna take a, we're going to take a break. I'm going to take a look at that and see if I have that right because the, the story came out yesterday. I kind of glanced over it. Um, and then it's very possible what you're saying about Vegas. I, yeah, I, why not? You're in Vegas. Who knows? How about this? We're both Google during the break. You're going to Google the Nationals situation. Yes. I'm going to Google the Raiders stadium, see if I can play slots. Wouldn't while it be cool if you go get a beer or pretzel and play some slots while you're waiting? Yeah, like, uh, could you grab like, me a beer when I come back? I go, I just won $20,000 on a slot machine. I, I'll never forget going to Vegas in 2004 with my wife. And, you know, not that we gambled a lot, but we, you know, we certainly gambled a little bit. We get to the airport. And people are going nuts at the slot machine at the airport as if, like, you didn't just have enough. Like, come on. You were just in Vegas for days. Well, the problem is we all hear that story of I was walking by the One slot machine. One last pull. One last pull, and I won $62,000. Never happens to me, by the way. Me neither. All right, 535. Nothing, Jerry. We're more than halfway done, so Zach can stop with a little snarky comments when we return. And then Boomer and Geo at 6 here on The Fan. Alan Jerry. Less talk, more rock. And more Googling, too. 542, nice to have you with us. Tuesday morning, Boomer and Geo coming up top of the hour. All right, I did my homework during the break, and I was right. The Nationals announced Monday that BetMGM will be their exclusive sports betting partner, and they do plan on opening a sports book at Nationals Park this season. How about that? Nice, and I did my Googling, Jerry, and there are no slot machines in the new Vegas stadium. There are not. I'm surprised by that. They are preparing, though, to have a sports book in there once they uh, get that all figured out. I guess the way that they configured their bars and things, they yeah, set sure. it up so that in the future, if they can do sports betting in there, then they will. Uh, and when in the future, when they're going to have people there. How about that? Yeah, when people are actually allowed in there. Yes. A couple of uh, uh, warm-up show thefts, Jerry. Thefts? A couple of warm-up show thefts. Well, what does this mean? Okay. Well... Tell me what you think about this headline I saw on Pro Football Talk. Okay. Buzz builds for Jim Caldwell to Texas. Really? Well, buzz no buzz. It's not buzz no buzz, though, because they're not asking the question. They're telling you that there's buzz for Jim Caldwell. Okay, so if they were to say buzz, no buzz, Jim Caldwell to the Texans, that would be ripping us off. You know what? I think we need to trademark buzz no buzz. But just saying buzz builds for Jim Caldwell. No, that's fine. That's not All a right. buzz, no buzz thing. What about this? I had a couple alert 
listeners and Twitter followers tell me that Bill Simmons, you know Bill Simmons. Of, yes, uh, the ringer. The ringer. He was previously of ESPN, had the great uh, ESPN page two column 100 years ago when he used to do hilarious fun things. Is that how he got popular? Yes. I don't that think I ever read one thing. Oh, I used to lo- I used to live for the Bill Simmons things. It is would, amazing how different man out. you are. Well, I used to. I would have no interest in it now. Yeah, but I've but never I used to had find any it great. Interest. And yet, you don't like reading, but you read that. I, yeah, I used to read that. Like I would, and I I couldn't wait till it would come out, and then I would print it out so I could read it on the train ride home. It would just huh. be pages and pages and pages. Bill Simmons referencing quote cool games on the weekend oh now that yep that's a ripoff that's what i heard that dude. is a ripoff that's what i'm hearing you can't that do he cool referenced... games no 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 that's not fair i'm gonna give pro football talk a pass okay because i feel like you know buzz surrounding a certain topic that's pretty universal and they're buzz... not and they're not playing a drop from jesus christ superstar what's the buzz true and it's not buzz no buzz that's fine. I actually don't have an issue with that one. Cool games. No well, it's not one. a full segment. Cool games, but he said he referenced a couple of the playoffs games as being right. cool games, and no one has ever done that ever prior to you bringing that up and coming up with that game. So rip off, rip off, uh, Jerry. Uh, I'll be brief. As a man on uh, Twitter reached out, he said, "For what it's worth, back in the day, I could throw a Nerf football eighty yards. For some reason, I didn't get drafted." I agree. I felt like I should I have been drafted. I do not believe you can throw a Nerf football 80 yards. Sorry. I felt like I could. I should have been drafted with my backyard quarterbacking Nerf skills. Maybe. But, then, but, but you're then not the, throwing. No one's throwing a Nerf football 80 yards. I'm sorry. I, I don't believe that. What if you had the wind with you? If you had a really oh, good well, wind? No, time out a second. Really if the wind, good wind is with you on the Have you ever thrown a ball, football on a beach? A Nerf football? Yeah. The ball goes for miles. I'm talking yes. about regular conditions. You're not throwing a Nerf football 80 yards. Now, if you're talking about a Nerf football that's got the arrow on the back of it, for wind resistance, okay, but that's not a nerf. That's a different type of ball. Right. Jerry, here's now a segment we call Is This Cool? Where <laughs> You're such an ass. Where I give you a story, you go, oh, that's pretty cool, okay. or who cares? Right. Okay. It's a fellow named Jared Veld here. Yes, this is the offensive tackle. He can be the first player in NFL history, and we've got a long history. We were mentioning the Raiders earlier in their history. This Jared Veltier could be the first player in NFL history to play postseason games for two different teams in the same season. Hell, consecutive weeks. Last week, he played for the Colts. He did. This week, he is suiting up for the Packers. Yeah, and I, he might get in the game. Who knows? Now, they say he's eligible. To, he he was eligible to go to the Packers because he was only on the practice squad of the Colts but got called up. Right. So whatever the the, the fugaziness of that is, this guy could play. This uh, you got to you. This guy's got to get in the game. Hey, listen, Baker Mayfield said he uh, met his guard, the the guard, the guard that came into the game the same day of the game. Yeah. So why not have Aaron Rodgers? Let's hold Veldir back until yeah. until the game, and then Veldir Rodgers, Rodgers Veldir. Here's your new uh, offensive tackle. Yeah, that would be awesome. And what then a if story. he stinks, now what if he's not a? Maybe he hates the Packers. And then he can get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Give him no protection. <laughs> That's for you, Rodgers, and then you, he walks off the field. Do you think, I'm serious about this, do you ever think there was a time that a player that was a diehard fan of a certain team but played on a different team or a rival of that team took his foot off the I yes. do not. You don't I think, think so? No, I think once you get to that level and you get to play, then then you do not feel that way. Who was your favorite team in any sport growing up? Like die hard. The Mets. So you don't think now you're 51. Let's say Al Dukes at 23 gets drafted by the Braves. Mm -hmm. And you're up there in a big spider team. You're at Shea Stadium. And you're like, you're the closer. You don't think there'd be a part of you that might groove one? That one's like strawberry to take me deep. So yeah. I could go, Daryl Strawberry. No, I'd be like, I want so to strike out Daryl Strawberry. 28 years ago, so we'd be talking the early 90s. Yeah. You don't think Mackie Sasser, you wouldn't let Mackie Sasser? <laughs> Mackie Sasser? No, it would have to be 86 Mets related for me to groove one in. Like, I might groove one into Gary Carter. Yeah, well, I don't think he was still there in 92. Or I would say like this, hey, hey Carter, 
you get one shot and throwing the first one down the middle. You don't hit that one. <laughs> All right, well, you just said I'm you'd give him one shot. <laughs> I'd wink to him, Jerry. Now, be right, like, how uh, about this? All right, so the, you don't take your foot off the pedal. I get it. You're going all out. Would there be a part of you that would feel bad afterwards if you did your job? If I uh, shut down uh, the 86 Mets? Yeah, like, if, who, like was it? Was it Adam, who was it? Adam Wainwright that buckled Carlos Beltran? Eddie, is that yeah. who it was? Yeah, like, uh, yes. If that was you and you just put the Met fan into misery for the offseason and you were the opposing pitcher, and if you go back and all the photos when you signed with the Braves were you with your Mets jerseys on as a kid and your Met posters and going to Shea Stadium with your parents, would there be a little part of you that would be like feeling just a little bad if you were the one that shut them down? Shut it down, Jerry. I think um, I think there would no, be a little bit. I would of not. I, I I would feel I would love the challenge of striking out and shutting down the eighty six Mets. Hmm. Like Mike Scott did. So you're telling me you've grown up? I've grown up. I've matured. <laughs> as a man. <laughs> I've matured as a man, Jerry. Uh in other news, Jerry, Bill Belichick says he will not be moving forward with the Freedom Medal. Yes, I am not surprised by this at all. I was actually of, surprised uh, they announced it yesterday that he was why, going. Why would Bill Belichick be getting a Freedom Medal? What a did he do? He's a coach. Medal of freedom. I have no idea. He's a coach. He's, fr- he's friends with Trump. I don't know. That's a weird. One. He, Belichick was probably like, "Oh, why put me in the?" Like when they got word, like, uh, "Mr. Belichick, the president has put you up for the Medal of Freedom." He's probably like, "Oh, why do I got to get in the middle of this crap again?" Well, I, but I don't. I don't know this, but I don't think it came up after. I think this was something that was in the plans. But and even this still, like it is terrible, right? But even still, like the country is so divided about Trump, like that Belichick's got to be like, I don't want to get in the middle of this. Yeah, but I feel like hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, but it's gotten so much worse. Like, oh the, no, no, it has, it definitely has. But I don't know if he would not have gone if not for what happened last Wednesday. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't think Bill Belichick cares. Like, listen, you're a Trump supporter, you're a Biden supporter, you're right, you're left. You are what you are, and you're going to take the slings and Is it worth... Let me ask you this. Has Bill Belichick taken worse slings and arrows for Spygate or just being the Patriots head coach <laughs> as opposed to his party affiliation? Yeah, good point, Jerry. I mean, you talk about... The- Trump! Biden! <laughs> Right, that was one of the that was one of the speeches he was going to be making. I suppose that's when the cavemen used to have debates. Oh god! But I'm, you know what? He made the right move. No reason to be going and doing that this week, especially was, as you put, he's a football coach. And did you see this uh, interest? I love when athletes, uh, you know, don't say the usual things to the media, like you know, like the generic things. So. Uh, someone caught up with Chase Claypool, wide receiver for the Steelers, uh, about, about their loss. Yeah, to where the, was this? I want to see if I can find the audio. I'll have to look for it. Uh, I'll look to see where I got it from. But uh, Chase Claypool, on his loss to the Browns, he said, quote, bad loss, but Browns are going to clap to next week, so it's all good. Yeah, I guess. You know, it's funny. What does that mean? Browns they're are going to go get destroyed by the uh, the Chiefs. But Browns are going to clap to next week? I don't know. I have I no like idea. It. Gonna, it sounds cool. Juju Smith-Schuster was rooting for them. Rooting for the Browns? Yeah. What do you mean? We played the audio. He said he didn't regret saying what he said. Oh, right. But, you know, now they're they're going to go take their chance at the Chiefs, and, and good luck. I hope they oh, he's the rooting. Oh, he's rooting for them to beat yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah, so they're a good team. Go get well, it done now. Chase Claypool says they're going to get clapped. No, maybe they'll get clapped. We're going to get clapped in a few clapped, minutes Jerry. because Boomer and Gio, we got to make way for them. Uh, but before we get to them, we've got a couple more comments. And also, we have a Radio.com sportsman. Oh. Her name is Amy Lawrence. Uh-huh. Her topic is Nick Saban. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes till we get you to Boomer and Geo. Alabama won last night. Knicks lost. What else, Al? I see that Tua. Tua. Tua has the top-selling NFL rookie That's jersey. That's amazing to me. It's going to be a regret for some people, I think. <laughs> well, he didn't play so well this it's year. It's going to be a regretful purchase. It might be. I'm How with you on that. Th- that Justin Herbert doesn't have the number one. That's a because cool he plays too. for the Chargers. The, pay- the the Dolphins are still a national team. Good point. They just you are. Can... The Chargers are the Chargers. The Chargers are. That sounds like you're saying the Browns is the Browns. Well, what was the last time the Chargers won a Super Bowl, Al? The Chargers. How did it go the when they Chargers. played the Niners? <laughs> that was quite a while ago. It was 55-10. Do you remember who their quarterback was? 
for the oh, Chargers. Oh, God. Super Bowl Chargers. I should it's remember. Tr- it's a little sports trivia for you, Jerry. Uh, top of my head, it. I don't. Something Humphreys. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Testing. I do. Who wow. did he go up against? He was, Steve the, Young? he was the quarterback. Yeah, Steve Young was the quarterback. Humphreys, yeah. Was he really? That's right. Wow. Well, 55-10, if, if I remember yeah, the, the, the score blowout. correctly. Jerry or Rachel, you could tell she was one of Tiger's uh, girlfriends. Yeah. That he was cheating on his wife with. Says her life has been a living hell since her Tiger Even Woods now? affair. Even now. Well, she's Coming up be this weekend, stay right episode. here to listen to the NFL Divisional Round Playoffs. 